G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. And this week we are previewing the greatest race in the world, Australia, baby! <laughs> and with me, popping our eardrums. Sorry, I'm excited. And with me is the miserable <laughs> Bogan Super Nerd Andy. How are you, mate? I've been better. And also is the Tinfoil Prophet Riso. How are you? I'm very excited. We're here. It's home. It's only been two fucking years. It's been two years. We haven't had a race here except for supercars a little bit. Yeah, didn't they get on the track for practice and then they're like, oh, Grand Prix cancelled, COVID happened. Yes. I like believe- it was literally during their practice. Yeah, they were out on track and they went, by the way, race is cancelled. That's it. We're done here. Go home. But we, we're back. Right, the first time for me being at home, I'm excited to actually see a race in the daytime. Yeah, actually, this would be your first daytime race, yes. being a regular watcher. Yeah. Well, a couple last year. Yeah. Andy, we've been watching Australia for what? Four or five years now? I've been watching it ever since I was a kid. Yeah, and you're what, like 55, 60 now, something like that. Fuck you, I'm 29. Fair enough. A fair bit to talk about, I'd say. Let's start with some news. What have we got, gentlemen? Las Vegas, baby. I want to bring up an interesting thing about this. Does anyone remember the interview in 2017? Gentlemen, a short trip back to the past. (laughs) (laughs) Not that one, but another one that has actually become far more important in recent times. I believe the question was done in Australia. Yes. To It was Lewis, Danny, and Fernando. And Seb was there as well. Was Seb there? Yes, Seb's Seb's on the panel as well. All right, Seb's there. I didn't. I didn't notice Seb being there on the panel. He was there. It was a four-person panel. But I believe the question was, in the future, what do you want to see? And the question was, if you had three wishes, what do you want to see in Formula One? So Danny said Vegas. Lewis Lewis said said Miami. Miami. Fernando said... Equal engines. Yeah, that's never happening. (laughs) We can dream. (laughs) He can dream. I like seeing unequal engines because it means for once Mercedes isn't coming first. That's straight up prophecy right there. They called it. Straight up. So we going to Vegas? I mean, I'm poor as hell. So <laughs> spiritually, I feel like I've been Vegas a few times, but never physically. I feel like my missus could hit us up with a sick deal. She is a travel agent. Oh, is she a travel agent? Yes. I thought she was in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make her listen to that. Oh, don't. She'll hate me. Well, that, I guess that is the biggest piece of news, right? We have had, this is the third GP that's occurring in the US. So my question for each of you, and Reese, I'm going to start with you. Is three races too many, or what do you think about this move to the US? I think three, I don't know if it's too many. We'll see. Uh, Vegas as a street circus. Well, it is street a Street circus. circus is fine. <laughs> is interesting. I don't think it will perform good racing. It will be a spectacle, so I don't know if they'll keep it on the calendar. But Europe's a big place. I know each country has one, but Europe is a big place. So they've got like a few on the calendar. So I'm interested to see what it does for the American audience. We know that it is blowing up with Drive Survive on Netflix. We'll see after the calendar. Well, interesting fact on that. The NFL um, owners and coaches and stuff were asking like the media production companies what the hell F1 is after this announcement. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of the football sports had no idea what was going on. I think they were just shocked that it had picked up traction this big. So yeah. quickly. Because F1's been around, what, 72 or three years? 75. 75. Been around a the long SF time. The SF75. Remember that. The Ferrari name. Oh, the Ferrari, right. Yeah, I knew that. Oh. 
No, you didn't. No idea. Because it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. The US has never had a massive market share in the sport. Drive to Survive has definitely added a huge amount of fans into the market. I think it's fine. The US is massive. There's what? How many million, hundreds of millions of people there? Yeah, three races is perfect for America, I believe. And what? One is in, one's, one's on the in, East Coast. Yeah, we one's got Miami, Texas, and then now Las Vegas. Yeah, so there's none on the West Coast, but you've essentially got... No, nah, West Coast. You've got Vegas on the West Coast. I mean, it's not on the coast, but it's close enough. Yeah, you know what? That's pretty fair enough. So, like, that's what they do in Europe. It's just that Europe has so many countries for a similar, actually smaller geographical size. Now that Russia's out of the picture... Thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a big one for you. So the latest Concord agreement, you're only allowed 24 races. With the addition of Las Vegas, we've now got 25 races. So does that mean we're going to have to have a new Concord agreement? No, it means we have to lose a race. Oh. And the new the, the tracks with contracts running out are Spa, Paul Ricard, and Monaco. With also Mexico as well, but I don't think they're getting rid of Mexico. I'm happy to see Paul Ricard and Monaco go. See, I'm not happy to see Monaco go. I am happy to see the back Paul Ricard. Yeah, look, Paul Ricard is not an interesting racing circuit. I think what they need to do with Monaco is make it a non-championship event and make something out of it. It's not good racing. I think we can all agree with that. It's boring. It's a parade. It's, it's a just nice a, parade. It's a 72-lap <laughs> parade where you see maybe a couple cars pass under pits. And Charles crash it. Yeah, that's basically Guaranteed. It. Guaranteed. Look, if they get if they have to chop a few, I would rather we lose Paul Ricard. Paul Ricard, but also I and I don't want to see France not have a GP. It's like the FIA is from France initially. Well, you know what they can do? They can make a better better track. Yeah, no, they can Le Mans. No. It wouldn't work with Le Mans. Le Mans wouldn't work with Formula One cars. I know no other French tracks, so option well, C a, option C is Magnicor. Le Mans. Oh Magicor. Magnicor would probably be the best one to go back to. They put the bikes there, don't they? I think so. Maybe some. Who cares? Who cares? See you, Paul Ricard. Yeah, fuck Paul Ricard off <laughs> and let's get on. Um... I don't even know who you are, Paul. Uh, yeah, I'd... <laughs> I don't know many of these races. I snuck in last year and Spa was rained out. Spa's awesome. But Spa, I've heard it's Spa's great. Spa's that track that you just have to have on Yeah, the I've heard it's hard It's to like have, Monza so and not... Silverstone. You need you both yeah. those on the It's the like calendar. Monaco, but not shit. Yeah. It's the historic race that's good. It's good. But uh, yeah, I've heard bad things about Monaco and Paul Ricard I've never heard of. So that's probably something to put it Here's what you need to know about Paul Ricard. There's one passing opportunity and it's the chicane down the back straight. Other than that, they just drive around in circles. And also, it's very confusing to look at because there is massive red, blue and white paint stripes everywhere. every non-racing surface. Like (laughs) seriously, it's cooked. (laughs) It's like someone had like a big strip of tarmac. It's like, you know what? This is the track. And now blue and white lines with some red. Yeah, that's a race circuit. Formula One. Not Formula One. Formula Bums rating. Cooked. What other news? Any other news? It's been a quiet week. Oh, Fernando's had his third engine. Yeah, he's going to have to take two penalties now, probably. They couldn't fix his last engine. That conked out in Saudi. Cause he, yeah, because it was him and Danny and... Who else went out all within like 20 seconds of each Valtteri. other? Valtteri. Valtteri. So they couldn't Valtteri's, fix that. I think Valtteri's was overheating. Too much sand in the exhaust. That I don't know if it, it, That's a good... I don't know. It's, that's my tinfoil hat on. You said it so <laughs> convincingly. I believe you. 
I, if you had never said that that's your conspiracy theory, I'd back you up on yeah. it because you're an engineer. <laughs> you heard it here first. Too much sand in the back door. Anakin wouldn't like that for pod racing. Absolutely not. But that's kind of it. It has been a remarkably quiet two weeks. week or two. Yeah. they are. Mick was at Australia Zoo with Robert Irwin yesterday. They look kind of similar too. They do. Vettel's back from his protest. Or COVID. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. I don't know if we'll make Aston Martin. Oh, no, absolutely not. It's like, it's cool. We got more spins and more 18th places. (laughs) I think that's it. Let's wrap there. Fucking six show, boys. 11 minutes. Oh, perfect. (laughs) And you don't even need to edit any of it. That's perfection. There's like five F bombs in there. I'm going to have to censor at least one. (laughs) 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 Let's talk about. The race, because that's what we're here for, and that's what... Actually, you know what? Before we talk about the race, I need to get something off my chest. Oh, God. Yeah. I think both of you will agree with me for once. I don't care that you have to wake up early for this race, motherfuckers. <laughs> we wake up at bullshit times 24 times a year for 20, this sport. 22 times a year this year. It's 23 races. Whatever! I'm angry, and every person on social media... Shut up. That's fair. I don't care. We usually have to stay up to like, what, one in the morning to watch a race in Europe, and we have to stay up till four in the morning to watch a race in the Middle East. I want to, if you're listening in Europe, have you ever put your job on the line for this sport? Because we have. Every every Sunday, you roll the dice of going, do I stay up or do I wake up? And I tell you what, according to my bosses, I've never made the right choice yet. Neither. Now that I've got... I told you you would agree with me. That's fair. It's a fair fair. criticism. Because, like, we spend a lot of time online doing research and reading opinions and seeing what the general fan out there thinks about this sport. And what I can say about Australia is all of them think it's absolutely disrespectful that they have to wake up for it. That's fair. And I'm normally the host of this show. I normally am pretty clean. But I'm going to break my vow of being a good host. And I'm going to give you a nice big fuck off. I've had enough. So we're definitely censoring all the fucks this week. We've dropped like (laughs) 10 in five minutes. It's our home race. We're speaking our language. That's that's a good point. We might have to put the explicit I tell you what, the fucking bloopers for this is going to be unreal because it's just going to be all of us swearing and yelling heaps. Andy. Yes. Why didn't you give us some track facts? All right. So new track this year. They've got rid of the turn nine, turn 10 chicane. Made that a bit more straighter, so you got a fast flow into the turn 11, turn 12 chicane, which is going to be sick because we've got four DRS zones. Say uh, four DRS zones? There is four DRS zones in the Oh, race. shit. This is unprecedented what we're walking into this weekend because in Australia, you go big or you go home. Fuck yeah. This is the home of big dick Danny Rick. Exactly. Go big and stay home, Danny. 58 laps, 5.28 kilometers for a lap of the circuit. Lap record is held by the uh, the great Michael Schumacher at a 124.125 set in 2004. Because that 2004 Ferrari was the Ferrari that Ferrari didn't even know how they built it. That was that was car. That was the car that he wrapped the championship up with like t- seven races to go. Yeah, that's pretty full on. Because that, that was... I remember... Because I never watched the sport a huge amount back then. Because I was like... 10 or something, maybe. 
I'm You're terrible. too busy playing with your dolls. They were my sisters. <laughs> um, but that, I remember watching, like, as an adult, watching back on interviews with engineers and Michael, and even they were shocked at how good that, at car, how was. Good that car was. When people talk about Ferrari's dominance, it was that car. And they weren't cheating? No, they weren't. No, they weren't cheating. There you go. Michael no. might have been, you know, punting people off and stuff like he was known to, but <gasps> definitely wasn't cheating. <laughs> How many? And it's going to sound a weird, a weird question to ask, and I don't know if you will know the answer. Probably will though. How many <laughs> lap records does Michael still hold? Oh fuck, I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's not many, I don't want to see it broken. I know that Michael. He's tied for most poles at a certain track with eight, which could also be broken this weekend by Sir Lewis. Because he's never not qualified. Yes, in the turbo hybrid era, he's always been pole. And when did turbo hybrid was 2014 to 20, well, to now. Lewis has had every pole in Australia since then. I know. So are we still calling this regulation turbo hybrid? Yes, because it's still technically a turbo hybrid engine. I know, but it almost feels like with how significant the changes but are, it was, we need a slightly different name. It was a chassis and aero change. The engine era doesn't come to an end until the new regs come in in 2024. I know that every racer understands that the whole point is to beat the people who've gone before you. With the with the chicane, the, surely it's going to get beat if they're just going to go faster. Oh, I do believe that. There. Four yeah. DRS zones. Yeah, four DRS zones. That's four. But has four uh, opportunities sorry. to go eighteen k's quicker than normal. It's only eighteen k's because previously it's been twenty to twenty five, hasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I was Cro- just pulling Cro- a number out. Yeah, of my Cross, mate. Crofty loves saying eighteen on, on the. Um, yeah, but Crofty's fucking got two. His brain's gone. Too yeah, much, I know. But so he, no. he's too. Sh- Take it how you want, but it's either wrong or I right. Can't even make it. <laughs> it's probably wrong. I'm trying to make an Alzheimer's joke here, but I keep losing it like Crofty does. <laughs> <laughs> how is this suddenly turned into an episode of Dropkick Discourse <laughs> at the same time? I mean, the record's going to be beat. It is unfortunate, but yeah, it will be beaten this year. This weekend. But I have a theory. Give me the tinfoil hat. No. It is yours. What if it's Mick? Oi, now that'd be all right. Oh. No, no. Hey. 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 Too bad he's in a Haas, which isn't as quick as the Ferrari, though. But all I'm saying is... He gets a little toe from K-Mag. Who would be on the cards that we could call up for a takeout? Because... Yeah, it, do you reckon the fastest lap would be... In, it's not in qualifying. It'd be in the final It's in race. the race. It's it has in the to race. be the race. So if Ferrari, Red Bull crash out... Yep. Maybe, yeah. I reckon like it could happen. Red Bull ain't car- crashing out this weekend. Let's talk about the teams, hey? I think we talk about the teams in the same way we spoke about the review. Let's break it down into engine groups. Yeah. I, re- I really like that flow. Okay, I can't wait for Jack to forget Williams in a second. Is there a particular order we want to go in? Let's start at Williams so you don't forget it. Let's start at Williams. Look, honestly, I think this is going to be a forgettable race for them. I think, no, no, no. Here's what's going to happen. Latifi's going to crash out, cause a safety car, and screw over someone's race again. It's almost guaranteed that race engineers should be prepping for Latifi being on the field. Well, because there's been a whole bunch of memes out on the internet at the moment being like, small brain mode is checking the weather. Medium brain mode is having a strategy. Semi-large brain mode is having two combined driver, and big brain mode is predicting when Latifi's going to put it into the wall. Basically. <laughs> I feel for that man a lot because 
I'm going to speak in his defence a little bit. Please do. Someone needs to. He's been in that car for... This is his third year. Third year. He is the lead driver of that team. Essentially. It is his job to find the edge of that car and push it as far as he can. He's usually just pushing it into a wall. But he's pushing, and I respect that. Now, look, it's not ideal. The difference is that Australia is a very different track. It's not as... Sandy. Definitely not as sandy. It is also, like, the concrete walls aren't in as close. It's a lot more open. There's gravel traps. There's grass runoffs. Shout out Danny Rick cutting the grass the other couple of years ago, breaking his front wing. For, for a street circuit, it was not as in the street as I imagined. No, so... <laughs> compared anyone, to Monaco or, or um, Baku. If anyone hasn't seen Albert Park, I want you to picture this. Picture our beautiful country of Australia. Now picture a city in that country. Now picture a park in the middle of that city with a couple of roads around it. Now get rid of half those roads in the park, and that's the track. It's not in the middle of the city. It's just to the south. Not <laughs> not to get technical. I hate geography <laughs> so much, and I hate you. <laughs> that's fair. Have you actually driven the track before? No, but I've done Bathurst heaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice drive. I've driven 40Ks around Bathurst before as well. <laughs> Pussies. Wait, as in you did heaps of laps or you went at 40 kilometers? No, my dad in his Land Cruiser went 40 k's. Weak. There was, there was a copper like right near the start. That's fair. My Corolla, my Corolla went, you know what? I, sh- I shouldn't say we this. We shouldn't say what we got I, top speed on. I wasn't driving it. It was my brother. And he got 165 <laughs> in a Corolla, in a 1.8 liter Corolla. That's about 15 years old at this point. And we, we, we passed it. It was incredibly dangerous. Allegedly. It's all <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. I can't remember it because I was hammered. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I've, I've done Bath. I haven't done Albert yeah. Park. But Albert it's, Park's really good to drive around. It's a city circuit, but it's more circuit than it is street track. No, it's more uh, street than circuit. Yeah, but it's not like vibe. There's heaps of space. Yeah. You can crash into heaps. Of, there's like water. It's like a golf course. Yeah, there's a pond in the middle. Has anyone ever gone in the pond? No, nah, there's not, not enough room. Too much of a paddock in the way. Maybe, maybe Latifi this week. <laughs> <laughs> Latifi's just going to find the one little ramp and just go over the barricade into the pond. <laughs> what about Albon? We are talking about Williams. What about Albon? Hey, he'll do all right. And then crash into Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> I... As I said right at the start, I think this will be a forgettable race for Williams. One, because it's funny that I always forget about them. But also because their car is okay at best and not good on average. Are they turning into the house of last year? No. That's Aston. Aston. Yeah, no. Aston definitely has the crown for going in the wrong direction. I mean, Alfa Romeo, you may argue that their the chassis, chassis is the worst, but that Ferrari engine is making up for it. Is making up for it. And I just want to make it very clear in regards to that Ferrari engine, they may be cheating. Nah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. We should definitely tag it allegedly at the start of this. Allegedly. All the allegedly so we don't get sued. If it. <laughs> If any actual team finds this and decides we're important <laughs> enough to sue, you'll get about five bucks off us. That's our <laughs> life savings. Yeah? I mean, you can take everything we've got, but please leave my Dragons jersey. 
why that's not worth the fucking material it's made of. <laughs> let's stay with the Mercedes power units. Let's talk about Aston Martin. The really only thing we need to mention about Aston Martin is... Seb's back. Seb's back. I don't think that means we're going to see an increase in performance whatsoever. Yeah, it's going to do a great 360 performance. Oh, the doughies will be incredible. Yeah, it's probably not at the right time to be doing the doughies, but lap one, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Eventually, he will do a spin. That, But that's really it with Aston. They didn't make a good car. Do they make Q2? No. Didn't think so. No. No. I can't. Look, I want them to because, one, my favorite car manufacturer on the planet is Aston Martin. I think they are so sexy, their production vehicles. Like, I, I love them so much. The DB7 is fucking one of the best cars in the world. All the DBs, I think, are pretty much perfection when it comes to... Sports cars. However, I believe they have taken this sleek, non-aero design of their sports cars and applied it to their F1 car this year, and it's not working. Here's production day one in the Aston Martin facility. Lawrence Stroll's rocked up with (laughs) Aston Martin. He's drove it straight in, and he's gone to the engineer, and he goes, that. (laughs) And that's his car he wants. Except... Instead of having an Aston Martin badge, he's rebadged his Aston with a Mercedes Trident. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that, please. <laughs> and get Nico on the phone. Bottom five. Easily bottom five. Their car is overweight. Underperforming. And they have one decent driver. <laughs> yeah. It's sad to say, but yeah. Yeah, and, look, we, and like the car is beautiful. That green is stunning. So we've done Aston, we've done Williams. I think we talk about... McLaren. No, I want to talk about Mercedes first. I want to save Danny for later. All right. Where do we see the silver arrows? Bottom bottom five in the top ten. All right, yeah, so bottom end of the Tenth to fifth, I think that's a very achievable goal for the Mercedes. What about you, Reese? Where do you think they're going to come in? I think so too. The main conversation I reckon is needed is will Russell beat Lewis again? Yes. And Lewis doesn't get out of Q1 again. You heard it here first. You're saying he doesn't get out of Q1? I hope so. I'd be happy for Stroll to get in and Lewis not to get in again. That was hilarious last Boy, week. that would be funny. Second week in a row. Imagine getting beat by Stroll I don't Stroll like Stroll. Twice. Yeah, I don't like Stroll, but... Because <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing Dave I Dave might have a meltdown like, in the UK. <laughs> Dave might have a meltdown in the UK. One thing... I have a question for each of you. Does Dave even exist? I don't think so anymore. Who's Dave? <laughs> he didn't even send in his top five predictions. Oh, I'll tell you who it is. Position one, Lewis. Position two, no one, because Lewis has crashed everybody else's out. That's what Dave probably has said. No, no, no. Get it right. It'll be the top three. It'll be the three British drivers. So you got Lewis, Russell, Norris, or who else do we have? Albon. Albon. He's and British. Then, and then Stroll. That, there's his top five. There's, those are his five predictions for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. You heard it here first. Sorry, Dave. That's going out on Instagram too. So it's yeah. I'll make that later. <laughs> big fact. <laughs> I think that George Russell has a better handle on this car than Lewis, and the reason I think George is doing better is he is used to driving shit boxes. I think you're right. Like, and I think, and it, it sounds weird, but I genuinely think the reason George is performing better than Lewis in this car is because George has come from the Williams that has never really been perfect and he's still performed in it. Lewis has come from six years 
of pure motoring perfection. I'd say seven years, actually. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> 2014 to 2021, seven years. Whatever, math man. He's had eight years. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Of motoring and engineering perfection. About time he had his. He got knocked off his pedestal. Yeah, a little bit, but and because that's been a lot of media has come out and gone along the lines of why is George beating Lewis or is is this the end of Lewis? No, I think George is just better at driving bad cars than Lewis. And the second Mercedes gets it together, Lewis will stomp him. It is a countdown till Mercedes fix it though. Like how many races? Two, three, and then they're just going to become dominant again. I don't know if we will see absolute dominance like we have in the past because the Ferrari package is so complete. Yeah. I, th- I think you'll see more consistency, but I don't know about that dominance. Yeah, no, I think they will be... The conversation will be not who wins, Max or Charles. The conversation will be who wins, Max, Lewis or Charles. Yeah, definitely. And that, like that's, that's my only real thoughts on Mercedes. I think both of them will eventually get points this weekend. My, my other thought... Is more of a conspiracy, I guess. But surprise. It is on the realm of the weather this weekend. Less sand, more rain. It's a sixty percent chance on the Sunday. So Lando's screwed. Lando is <laughs> cooked. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see some kind of crash between anything. We haven't seen a good one yet. I'm not counting Stroll and Elwin last week. You were truly watching F1 for a blood sport, aren't oh, you? Oh, that <laughs> last year hey, when there's the a crash... thing called UFC you should look at. <laughs> it's all the same time this weekend. <laughs> Wait, and Volk's fighting too. He is. Yeah, damn. Oh. Boy from Wingdang. That's that's our man. But I'm ho- I'm saying Volk gets on the podium. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If there is rain this weekend, do you reckon Toto is going to push the it's too heavy to rain to try get half points? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I feel like there will be a couple hundred thousand very, very drunk and by nature, very, very belligerent fans in the stands. And you're going to have the Bogans there because the V8s are there too. So you're going to have pandemonium if they do not race this week. The V8s are there this weekend as well? Yeah, yes. they're the support race this they're weekend. They're one of the support races. Oh. So you got Bogans mixed That's right, with boys. upper class. Shave the mullet back in. We're back, baby. <laughs> I think we should now talk about McLaren. I think we should talk about McLaren in two parts. Lando first. No, what I <laughs> want to happen and then what I think will happen. Can we start with what we think will happen first and then say what we really want to happen? Yes. So we're saying rain, right? So can we just predict that Lando's, they're going to get on the radio. Lando, do you think it's time for your inters? And go, no! And crash. I think they'll go, Lando, it's time for inters. And he goes, joke's on you, I started on inters. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, nah, man, put them on inters. I don't care. Everyone's on softs and he's on inters. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically Lewis did that last year. Yeah, that worked out well for him. He nearly came first. I can't remember what happened in that it race. Was it hungry? Remember? He he was the only one on the grid, so no that, one crashed into a But that's also Mercedes. when we had Kamikaze on the grid. Exactly. Too. Everyone oh. wanted to get the <laughs> hell away from that Mercedes. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. In reality, I think McLaren, if they don't overheat, will be fighting for maximum seventh or eighth place. I think that's a good achievable goal. We've got a lot of. High to medium speed corners with a few slow ones. That's where they're going to struggle. 
Sector 3 is going to be their biggest struggle and the start of Sector 1. That does make me a little bit nervous because with the racing we have seen this year and the ability for cars to stay in an attacking pattern for more than one lap, you can't do what we've done in the past previous seasons, which was essentially survive till a sector where the car can't perform. Exactly. So maybe they do a little bit worse. I think I think that, that the aim should they should look at seven. Seven and eight, but realistically, tenth or eleventh probably where they get. If they get in the points, I'd some would be surprised. I'm hoping that with out of the heat, that they will perform a bit better in the different conditions. Um, because I'm guessing this is a bit more European and the rest of the circ- uh, rest of the calendars kind of conditions. Oh man, but it feels I, like we're living in England at the moment with all the <sighs> rain we're having. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that will actually if we'll push into the top tens. I think it'll. I think the cl- the cooler nature of how it's going to be this weekend with all the rain around, it's going to help them a little bit, but it's not going to be giving. Them I mean, it's going to help the marshals put any fires out because they suck the other two weeks. Yeah, I know, right? And it's Australian marshals too, so who knows how bad they're going to be? Oh, there's a fire in there. <laughs> oh Might want to get out. Put the VB on there. <laughs> I really, really want Danny to do well. So here, here's what I really want to happen. What do you want? Turn one, Lewis is in fifth. He just crashes into everyone because it's it's raining. He slips out. Boom, Max is out. Checo's out. Both the Ferraris are out. Lewis is out. George just does a Georgian. He pushes it a bit too hard in the wet and hits Valtteri. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say hits Latifi. <laughs> Valtteri's actually funnier, though, because they've got history of exactly. George. And then smashing him in the rain. <laughs> and, and basically, then, it just turns into a NASCAR race where it's a race of attrition and the only two left standing are Lando and Danny. And or Lando just Danny. Grace... Or just Danny. No, no, no. And Lando gracefully allows Danny to win the Australian Grand Prix and become the first Australian to win How the goddamn Grand Prix. How dare you say that Lando lets him win, motherfucker? You are insane if you think Lando's going to be in front of Danny this weekend. No, I'm not. You are. Danny's I'm- putting it... I'm fourth on the grid. Oh, that's a big call. That's, that's a, a massive call. call. I actually regret saying that. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> I regret saying you made me so heated. So I want to leave Mercedes behind, and I think we should talk about Alpine. And the first thing I want to bring up about Alpine is that they have said they are prioritizing performance over reliability. And I think they have swung the pendulum too far towards performance because Fernando is on his third internal combustion engine this year. Yeah. My question for you, Andy, is why do you think that Fernando is having all these engine issues where his teammate, Ocon, is having none? Nando's faster than Ocon. Nando drives the car. Ocon just cruises around. When did you ever? When do you ever see Ocon truly fighting with anyone other than Nando? I was going to say the only time you ever see him actually fight with someone when it's inappropriately his teammate. Exactly. Reese, where do you see Alpine performing in Australia this week? Um, I see them in the top ten. They do have a good car, but they just need to make the finish line. I guess. Um, I don't think one of them will finish. So we're saying we're going to lose an Alpine race. We're definitely losing an Alpine this weekend. What livery are they running this weekend? Are it's, they st- the, it's the blue now. Are they it's back blue, to the blue? Blue till the end of the season. That pink can fuck off. I like the blue and pink a lot more than the all pink. However, I like their last year's black, red, and white. 
Or black, red, and blue. Really well. They should have just changed the red to pink. Yeah, I thought that would have been brilliant. That would have been the best way to do it. I, I, of course, I agree with your two boys' predictions on where our team will place. The big question is... The big question is, will their reliability last? Because... If we lose another engine or two from Alpine stock, they're going to start receiving penalties. And if they're receiving penalties, that means they're going to be starting from either the pit lane or, or the, the back. back of the grid. Well, I think it's inherent that Nando's now going to have to take penalties later in the season. Do the drivers get a choice of when they take their penalties? No, the teams make a strategic choice on it. So you remember a few years ago, uh, Verstappen had to take a penalty towards the end of the season? Yep. And they strategically took it at Russia because they needed to do damage limitation. Let's do damage limitation at the boring track, which we we can potentially do it. And Max, damage limitation to the point where he came second in a rain-affected race. Yeah, started at 20, came second. It was insane. Yeah. Is there anything we need to talk about, Alpine? Or is that kind of it? Yeah, it really is it. Maybe Oscar maybe getting a run? Oh, that's a very good point. So... I, I would love to see Oscar because they have mentioned previously that Alpine and Fernando are going to sacrifice some sessions to put Oscar in the car. I would love to see it. It's his home race. The crowd would go insane. He's one of the best young driving talents we have ever seen. But with the track changes, do you see that actually coming in? I forgot about the track changes. That's the only thing. I just feel like Nando's going to need to be on track for FP1. I think so. I want him to get it. I want him to have a go. I haven't seen him drive. Oh, no one's seen him drive in F1 before. But I, Australia would be so good. But then with the tra- track changes, there's... Because our... And look... Because they are fighting for points. Yeah, they're, they're fighting they're, for they're points. Not, they're not in no man's land. And they're... This season actually means something to them for once. Yeah. So you don't want to be sacrificing on tracks with new changes. You want to be sacrificing on tracks you know Nando's going to nail. So... You'd look at Austria. You'd look at like those tracks that he's always been at to do. Austria's a good one. Silverstone, potentially. Monza. Monza. That's every track, I think. <laughs> that's yeah, all, that's, that's, that's all, all the good ones. It would mean so much to us if we saw Oscar get a spin in the car. Do we think it's realistically going to happen, as you boys have said? Probably not. But we can never say no. We can never say no. And also, sneaky COVID, we still have time. I mean, I don't wish COVID on anybody. But if it happened to Ocon, But you know, if it, happened, <laughs> if it happened, it happened. It was just, you know, we get a boy in there. And then it's all good. Let's move on to the Red Bull powertrain cars. Does Yuki finish this race? He's had a lot of mechanical dramas with his car over the past... Two races. Wouldn't shock me if Yuki doesn't finish. I want Yuki to be... I have a bit of a soft spot for that kid. I don't know. I don't know. I want him to finish. Where do I think he will realistically finish? I think that the Alpha Tori unit will be battling Alpine. So I think they will be fighting for 7, 8, 9 and 10 with Mercedes. So I agree with you, but only for one of the Alpha Tauris. Yeah, just just yeah. Gasly. I don't. Yuki's never been to the track before, and it's old configuration. It's a completely new configuration. 
It's a straight circuit and it's also got some walls. I feel like Yuki's going to make a boo-boo and do a Latifi. I was going to say, if there is a track that plays towards his weaknesses, it's Australia definitely has some features that he struggles with, being the tighter, sharper breakings with those very small runoff areas. Now, Australia doesn't have a huge amount of them, but it only takes one centimetre on the wrong turn once and you're in the wall and you pinned it. Mm-hmm. Pierre is Mr. Smooth, Mr. Consistent. Actually, we didn't mention this in news, but Helmut Marco has come out and said that if they can't offer Pierre a step up in the next few years, they are concerned they're going to lose him. I don't think they're concerned. I think they know they're going to lose him. He's too talented to stay in Alpha Tauri. I have said, because I've said to him more than one time that maybe if they make that team Pierre's and whatnot, but I know how unrealistic that sounds. Pierre does need to be given a second opportunity to really step up and show he's ready now. He wasn't ready the first time. And I think in hindsight, and what I think Red Bull has realized with their hiring of Sergio is that we push these kids too hard, too young, and we nearly broke two of them. It is only through sheer luck and their talent and the other teams on the grid that both Gasly and Albon have managed to maintain their place. Definitely. But will Red Bull move Sergio Perez on? Because I truly believe Sergio is good for another three or four years. I, I, Max yeah, certainly is. He's signed forever. That was my que- going to be my question. Where would he go to? If like if um, Sergio should just bow out gracefully once he's ready now. I think he stays at Red Bull until he's fi- finally ready to be like, yeah, I'm done. But then where would Gasly go? That's if not to Red Bull, where would he go? Yeah, yeah. He could replace Lewis. He could take over any seat on the grid. Like If he went on the market, every team would be stupid not to try and sign him. I guess the the real limiting factor when it comes to Pierre and that is a lot of the other teams are relatively stable. Yeah, and there's a not a lot of easy opportunity, opportunities for him to jump anywhere at this time. That doesn't mean other teams won't cancel a contract to bring him on. Sergio and Vettel is a great example of that. Absolutely. They, I mean... F1 contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on. They're not. They're not. They're like footy contracts. (laughs) They don't. Honestly, contract in motorsport and sport has become the new, I literally figuratively mean this, Hmm. turn of phrase. There's no easy avenue that I see Pierre going anywhere. However, I'm sure some team will shank someone in the back. Who that may be, I don't know. What I think is the really uncomfortable truth is, though, McLaren is the most obvious choice. And I, it breaks my heart to say it. But when you look at teams that have the opportunity that are in a growth pattern, Lando Norris is there for the long term. Definitely. He's their, he's their golden child. Daniel Ricciardo is good. We think he's brilliant. He's clearly got talent. But unfortunately, he is getting to the age where it is time where other teams and he himself know that you are not going to be on the pace like you used to be. And I hate to say it, but I genuinely think the next career move for Pierre Gasly will be stepping into McLaren to replace Daniel Ricciardo. Current McLaren or future McLaren? Future McLaren, definitely. I don't think the McLaren's going to be bad for more than one year or so because I don't think it's absolutely terrible now. It's clearly not great, but they're working on it and they know what's wrong with it. 
I think with Red Bull having the power unit and supplying a great power unit, they have so much that AlphaTauri will have the consistent power unit for a bit longer. But, but it's not down to power units, so it's down to the chassis and aero as well. And if you want to have the complete package, there's three teams you want to be a part of. Red Bull, Ferrari, or Mercedes. There's no... there's no. It doesn't matter. Oh, I've got the sickest power unit on the grid. doesn't matter. Your car probably doesn't match up to it like the, the top three teams will. Every driver on that grid wants to sit in a Ferrari, a Mercedes, or a Red Bull. So and I think it's obvious that if Pierre's going to leave AlphaTauri, it's either to go to Red Bull... Or he'll be the one that gets that Lewis seat. Yeah, I reckon uh, maybe get that Lewis seat. I mean, because that is a better alternative and it is a better storyline both for my own personal fantasy but also for Pierre because he truly does deserve a good crack in a top team because he's brilliant. He is. I think if Pierre could get into one of those three teams, he is definitely a future world champion. He has the talent. He has the... Like, he's there. He, he just needs that car. And his mindset... That's the, the word mindset I was for. is so strong these last couple of years. He left Red Bull very, very damaged because of the treatment he received. And also the treatment from a lot of fans and media, it was pretty horrific. A lot of the things that were said about him, he was called all these names, a waste of space. He was blacklisted. He should never be in the sport. And to see what he has turned into now, this competent, confident, young team leader. And really fast driver. If he can jump into the Mercedes, I'm terrified of what him and George can do over the next 10 years. It would be insane how good those two would be. Yeah, It would be stupid not... Once Lewis leaves, it would be stupid for Mercedes not to try to pick him up. Absolutely. We're still talking about Red Bull, so let's talk about the big boy Red Bulls. Let's talk about Max and Checo. Where do you think that Red Bull will be this weekend? Top Top four? four, Both the cars in the top four easily. Yeah. I reckon top four, but I reckon Ferrari will have them because they just won't have... I guess there is four DRS zones, but they're not the big straights. I don't know. I don't know much of the map, to be honest. Australia doesn't have any massive straights. However, those DRS zones are going to be advantage Red Bull because they've got the faster car. You're right. Red Bull has consistently shown that they have the highest top speed in the speed traps. So more DRS does play into their hands. It's always interesting when we come to talking about Red Bull and Ferrari because the reality of the situation is where do we think they will be? Always near the top unless an incident occurs. Yes. That's that's how it goes for those teams. That's how it has traditionally gone except for Ferrari last few years. But Red Bull's always been near the top. Mercedes has always been near the top. There have always been dominant teams. Red Bull is now in an era of equal dominance with Ferrari. They are both going tit for tat. Of course, we think they're going to be up there. I also think that Max is going to have more of a chance of winning than Checo. I don't see that stand really changing much this year. However, I think Max will have this race handedly. I think with the combination of the DRS zones, the fact that they have had a not good start to the year, they are putting a lot, a lot of work into making sure their Australia performance goes well. Now, I don't know anything. I haven't seen anything to confirm that. But if you're a fly on the wall in Red Bull's office, you can guarantee that this is not what they had on their dream board for the start of the year. No, definitely not. And that I think Australia is going to be a statement race for a lot of teams. We've had two weeks off. We've had enough to get a few technical patches in. 
a few wing adjustments here and there, maybe a little bit of a sliver cut out of the floor. I think that this is the race that is going to be the spiritual start of the season because we've ironed the kinks out over the last two weeks. And also we got rid of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, over and done with. Yeah, it's over and done with. Don't have to think about that for 12 months. Thank God. Riso, what can you see happening for Red Bull this weekend? Um, I don't... Like, I love what Perez did last year, but I can't see him doing it again. Um, not last year, sorry. Hasn't been there for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> 2019 I, was the last race. 2020, we didn't even get on the track. I loved what Perez did last week, and that made me really happy, but I can't see him consistently doing that. I can. Um, yeah. yeah, but... But Max You're Oaken, a massive Checo fan. Yeah. He's the Mexican Minister for Defense, and he's also the second best driver on the grid. I think Max... He's is one of those things, definitely. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep going, Reese. Sorry. Max is going to come out hungry. Don't let the bogan get you down. Max is going to come out hungry. Um, and it'll be interesting. But in the race, I think with the race, with what it is, it's going to be a lot of... Elbows out, wheel-to-wheel racing, which is going to be so exciting. And I feel like Verstappen, like Danny Rick, um, maybe K-Mag, and like some of those real good experienced drivers are going to really shine. The fighters. The fighters. You're going to see... Because I guess one of the biggest criticisms you can make about Valtteri Bottas is that he doesn't always fight. He's a very good driver. He's very competent and very smooth, but he doesn't... Always fight. Valtteri, it's James. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a large portion of it, but there have been other times. Is there anything more we really need to say about Red Bull? They're going to be up there. We are big fans of Red Bull. We want to see them do well. Definitely. All right. Let's talk about the Ferraris, hey? Who should we start with today? Alfa Romeo? Yeah, let's start there. Valtteri will be fighting Joe in the wall. You're saying they neither of them make it. No, no, no. I'm saying Valtteri's going to be up there fighting. Oh, Valtteri's and, fighting. And, and Joe's going to put it Joe's in the wall. Joe's in the wall. I thought you meant Valtteri would be fighting Joe in the wall. And I'm like, <laughs> this is horrific. Whatever you are saying to me. Do you know what? Here's what I think is going to happen. What Andy said, but my interpretation of it. That would be entertaining. It would be crazy. And Valtteri's got that Aussie girlfriend, so he's got that Aussie fight. And oh, dude, she'd be down there with a fucking handbag giving him a whack. Absolutely. We're Absolutely. Spill the kebab. Fucking high heel in one hand. Bang. Wouldn't stand a chance. Welcome to Frankston. Like Sonoda, do you think they've fixed... Because I think it's twi- like the two races, Joe has had stalling issues. No, no, no. It was Valtteri in race one and Joe in race two. So the both Alfa Romeos are struggling with their so anti-stall. Will one of them get in? Like, will they get anti-stalled? Yeah, that's how Joe goes in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he anti-stalls off the line and uh, Stroll hits him up the ass and sends him into the pit wall. Um... Then there's a safety car. There's, there's your first lap. Valtteri's going to be up there for top 10. I um, hope so. I hope so. It is a running clock. And I, I think I said this last week. It is a running clock of the development race of will Alfa Romeo get their chassis suite before the Mercedes cars get their power unit suite. So it is a ticking time bomb to see which team can develop the fix to the car. I don't know what's easier to fix. A complete chassis design or a power unit design. I know that neither of them are bloody easy to fix or work on. Do I think Alpha 
Romeo have made significant changes from Saudi Arabia to Australia in regards to their car design? No. I don't think they got the facilities for that, big man. I don't know why I just busted an accent out for one sentence. But I... Valtteri has the skill, the talent. He's also very good at Australia. He is particularly good around Australia. To whom it may concern, fuck you. <laughs> Greatest moment in the last race. Yep. Him crossing the line and telling James to fuck himself. Yep. So, I think Valtteri will be in the top 10. I think Zhou Guan Yu, if his car is a pretty solid platform, I can't see a reason why he's not battling for a point, but in all reality, 13th to 15th, because I think there are just more aggressive drivers who are going to push harder at this track based on skill. Yep. And also experience. And experience specifically in Australian racing conditions. I agree. Haas. Haas. The Golden Boys. K-Mag, definitely top five. Maybe top ten. Because Australia is Haas's best and worst track at the same time every time they come here. Yeah, they'll put it into Q3 and then, you know... Front left mechanic. Yep. Tires he go, he goes off. on the list equal with left shark of poor performances. Left front tire mechanic and left shark, <laughs> not good performers. So, Riso, if you're not aware, two years in a row, Haas's front left wheel fell off. During no, no, those. no. Same race, both cars within one lap of each other. Magnussen came in, pitted. His wheel wasn't tight and he went back out on the track. He had to pull over to the side. Next lap. Literally one lap later, Grosjean's come in and they've had to stop Grosjean because once again, Grosjean's left the pit bay without a tight wheel. Hopefully that mechanic got replaced. He was in tears. He was, and look, he was genuinely in tears after he it, made that mistake. The footage that was released, it was a devastating moment for him and the team. Also, mad shout out to the leadership of Gunter Steiner in that moment because he swore, walked away, came back, and said, it happens, all we need to focus on is making sure we never do this again. It was one of the best phone calls you've ever heard to a team owner, though, because that's where the famous, we look like rock stars, and then we look like wankers came from. <laughs> Fantastic moment in Formula 1, that. No, but Haas' role, I don't know whether that man's still in the sport. I genuinely have no idea. However, Haas has been, their pit stops and stuff have been pretty good the last few years. I, I think... I think it's safe to say that they're aiming for Q3 with Mick. They've said Mick's going to make Q3 this week. I've seen a few tweets pop up that have gone, and I, I think even K-Mag, someone asked him in an interview, where do you see Mick? And he said Q3. That, that speaks volumes, so I guarantee him Mazepin wouldn't have given a rat's ass about Mick. No, probably not. And I, as I said, like it's so nice to have this underdog team that everyone can celebrate because it's, it's filled with the kid of one of the legends, who's also a very good talent in his own right, even though he hasn't really shone yet, he, Mick he is will. not untalented. He will shine he will. in this sport. And K-Mag is that prodigal son returning to the fold. Got booted for a bad business deal, gets to come back, and he's absolutely blitzed it since he's come back. He's killing it. I'm really excited to see what he does this, um, this weekend on the new track. Uh, sneak peek to I reckon he'll be in the top five. He's in my top five. I look. I reckon, yeah, it's going to be looking for good for Haas. I reckon Mick will get into the points as well. I just hope that Haas 
keeps going on the trajectory they're on. They're definitely not world championship material yet, but if they can go from coming last or second last into the constructors to fifth, that is incredible. Even fourth, with the rate they're going, if they can keep their consistent finishes and Mick shows the improvement, and if K-Mag just stays the bloody same all year, they're going to come fifth. Easily. They might push fourth. We Look, let's not talk too much about them because I'm sure K-Mag features in all our top fives on most of our top fives. What about the Ferrari? Yeah, I was going to say, who else we got to talk about? I've forgotten. You forgot about the, the Ferrari. That's all we got the left. The Ferrari that makes the Ferrari engines. Yeah. You know, the, the, the manufacturer we're talking about. Oh, is that like the one with the horse on it? Yeah, it's a prancing horse. It crip walking, bro. I've got to get that horse in a video, man. You crip walking. <laughs> oh, the Snoop Dogg doing the Olympics thing. Ferrari. The big boys. Charles and Carlos. Carlos. Where are they going? What are they doing this weekend, gentlemen? I think we're going to see a battle between Luca and Verstappen again. Oh, going for something different this week, are we? Yeah. Just a little change <laughs> to the menu. <laughs> Bold. And with the signs in third, daring, are we, sir? Daring. That's a bold prediction now. Let's see how it pays off. Your bold predictions are normally pretty good. I reckon they'll be fighting. Signs, I'm not sure about. Like that would be the top four. They're gonna or them and like Red Bull and Ferrari are gonna be top four easily. What's gonna happen? I don't know. That's the thing. There could be rain. There could be chaos. I'm hoping there's chaos. I love chaos. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen these cars in the wet though, so yes, this would be a good litmus test for them. No, no, no. They left the hose on the track one time in Spain. That Remember doesn't that? count. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Do, do you reckon with the rain? Will you see some unbalancing? I reckon if there's rain, Williams are going to crash out. The unbalancing there is. His I don't think the Astons get off the line if it's raining. But just spin. Do you reckon the, uh, you'll see more spin outs with, with the other cars if they're racing so heavily? Yeah, I think so because, I mean, they're getting less aero wash on the cars, which means they're not being affected by the, the, the other cars' air as much. But... I guess the thing that will get them unstuck is if there is porpoising in the wet and that porpoising causes a loss of traction in the wet. What do you got, Andy? So we're going to start in the dry and it's going to rain 10 laps in just yeah. to re- and it's not going to stop. It's just going to be monsoonal. That would be the best litmus test for these cars in the wet. If they have to come in on a green track, they've got to get around one more lap on um, softs or something. I, I Something like that. That'll cause a lot of chaos. I and think really show the talent from the people who can put it all together on the days. And Lando will run off and be like, no! It's broken. It's broken. Charles probably is going to put it on pole. I think I genuinely think that Charles is in a really good headspace at the moment. Yeah, he's excited. He can do stuff again. He's excited. He can do stuff. The car's awesome. Like, that Ferrari is something special this year. Whatever it's called. Uh, SF75. Yeah, something like that. Jack really <laughs> showing his research here. I did heaps of research that I had three beers. That's sick research. <laughs> <laughs> there was trivia on the bottle caps. <laughs> Carlos... There has been a fair bit of controversy in the media and a lot of a lot of commentators and podcasters are essentially saying, is Carlos a good fit or is, is something going wrong that's causing him to not perform? 
I think Carlos isn't happy with the car because he knows he can get more out of it. I don't think Carlos is unhappy in any way. I don't think Ferrari is unhappy with him anyway. I think that downturn we've seen in a few media appearances from Carlos is essentially him saying, oh, no, I just want to be one more tenth quicker towards I feel them. Like, I feel like Carlos is about two seconds off the pace when it comes to Max and Charles. Because you watch at the start of the Saudi Grand Prix, he just slowly started to fall back to the point where he was like six seconds behind and then him and Checo were a non-factor after that. Look, it is a really good point. I think that's more to do with car setup than anything to do with skill or talent when it comes to Carlos. I'm not saying it's Carlos it's two seconds, but I'm saying that he just can't get that car to the level where Max and Charles have it. Yeah, and because Max is traditionally seen as a guy who likes a car that is pretty loose in the hands and kind of snaps into modes of traction. Like he likes to send it into a corner, find where the grip is, plant and go out. Charles is similar. I guess I would like both of your thoughts on whether you think that that driving style that Max and Charles have and Danny to some extent is inherently quicker than a more smoother style that Carlos, Lando, Lewis tend to go for. What do you think, Reese? I'll be talking out my ass here, but I think it's it's better racing. Once you get up to breaking points and you need to get your elbows out and go, that's how you race. Yeah. Maybe not con- – like that's not – once you're out of the pack, you Lewis is – the Lewis driving is better and that's why you saw the dominance in the last couple of years. But with this era, with this new wheel-to-wheel racing, I reckon it is better and I'm hoping that's what you'll see. Yeah, fair enough. Andy, what do you reckon? I think the Lewis style is only good if you're in front. If you're racing someone, I think the Max style is a lot better racing because you you, you got a hard you're hard braking, you're turning into the corner, finding the grip, then you're putting your foot to the floor, going, "Yep, I'm out of the corner, and I'm flying down to the next one." Where Lewis just smoothly goes around the corner, and I, it sounds like I'm talking out my ass, but like you watch it that. The, the Max style is more exciting when there's cars around. The Lewis style is just a cruise mode. I mean, Lewis it, Lewis's driving is a form of art. It is. It's cruise it's, control. It's cruise control at 350 kilometers an exactly. hour. But you're right. And that that's what I think is going on with Carlos, is that that car is set up for Charles to be a little bit more maxi this year because that's who they're fighting. You need to, I think, in order to beat Max, you need to out-max Max because he is so good when cars come close. Like that race last year in Abu Dhabi, Max and Lewis were brutal to each other. And I think Max really made Lewis fight Max on Max's terms. And I think that's why we're seeing Carlos not be as quick as Charles at the moment because Ferrari understands that the best way to beat Max when it comes to setup and driving is to out-max him. You force him on the outside. You force him not to be able to find the grip, and then he slips behind. And that's why I think Carlos is a little bit behind and a little bit disappointed, but not because there's anything inherently wrong. It's just because you have these two super young, super aggressive kids who, for lack of a better term, love to send it Hmm. instead of love to smooth it. But uh, One thing I think it's just food for thought is... Tire deg. We're on a new track this weekend. It got resurfaced. Then the tire deg might be real good, might be real bad. Unsure. I'm but sure we'll get a Ferrari message. 
Your tire deck is better than Red Bull. Checking. <laughs> Checking. I think that... Checking. <laughs> Checking. Checking. I think that will come into it. And plan C D. No plan A. Sorry. <laughs> Checking. Sorry, Reese. Carry on. I didn't know we were having a like the Ferrari strategist on today. <laughs> 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 Are they here? Checking. <laughs> Keep going, Reese. Sorry. Oh, Tidek, it doesn't get talked enough, and I think it will. It also takes a, it also plays a part in the race of pit stopping and all that. hundred percent, and, and that is the that is the main thing between the two two. two <laughs> Jack just smacked himself <laughs> in the face. I just absolutely creamed my nose with the microphone, and the stand fell off earlier before you got here, Reese, and punched me in the head too. <laughs> That's why I'm so weird. Tonight. I think I'm concussed. Sounds like it. <laughs> you know why we don't hear about Tidek? Because Crofty always cuts Ted off. Ted's going to tell us about it all the time. And two seconds, Ted. Two seconds, <laughs> Ted. We need to watch Stroll crash into another fucking barrier or some shit. But I think the... Curb. A curb's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, you look for a sausage curb. The big difference between the two driving styles is, like, a big portion is tyre drag. So is, is how much of an effect it has on yeah. the tyres over time. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, Max does tend to have worse tyre deck than everyone else because he's pushing it a bit harder. He, and he really does. Like, Max, and I don't know the numbers, but I'm pretty confident saying he, on average, would pit a lap or two quicker or earlier than his rivals when it comes to deck. Now, Lewis always jumps on the radio and says, my tyres are busted, but that and doesn't mean anything. The lap of the it doesn't mean anything. When I got to the sport, the whole time, Lewis has been the tyre guy. He's a magician with them tyres, what he pulls out. I've, there's still that... One and the left, I think there's a front left, blows up halfway through the last lap. And oh, he's still so there's the right rear. Oh, oh yeah. He, he leaves or. home a three-wheel la- uh, three car while Max is charging on fresh socks. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's That's insane. one of the best races I have ever seen. That ending was incredible. It really was. And that, it just shows you how good that driving style is for tyres. And it also proves that Lewis should never complain about tyres because he drove a three-wheel car home. Well, what about the one where he went out on Inters and literally turned them into softs and got them oh, working tur- well? Turkey two that years is. ago, yeah. yeah. Turkey two years yeah. ago. He went yeah, out he, on Inters and he went... He turned them into softs and didn't have to pit. Yeah, and because he scrubbed all the tread off as the track dried. And for some reason, as he was scrubbing the tyres, the track was drying perfectly. for. And look, I've always said one of Lewis's best characteristics is he is so lucky. And luck comes from skill and practice, but your horse has got a little bit of a sprinkle of the special source of magic because that was equal parts incredible and equal parts pure insanity. Both those events should never have been possible behind the wheel of a car. Like, the shot after the race of the goddamn tires and how smooth they were, you could see just the lightest indent of where the tread used to be. Right on the edge. Like right right on, the edge. on the edge. The middle of the tires, as smooth as a soft. It was and ridiculous. Not even marbled. Like, yeah, genuinely like it smooth. It was genuinely smooth. It was ridiculous what we were looking at. So anyway, Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have anything really more to say about what we think these teams will do in the race. So let's I jump. Got one more thing to say. Oh, what? Checking. 
My predictions is that Andy gets fired next week. <laughs> Good, you can produce this shit. Oh shit, I'm sorry, man. I can't do that. I can't edit. I can barely I can't set this stuff up without you. So I guess I have one last question for you before we move into our predictions. What colour is the middle stripe on the German flag? Either black, yellow, or orange. It's yellow, isn't it? It is. Uh, black, yellow, or orange. This is red, but I feel like that's wrong. No, <laughs> it is. draft is never wrong. I feel like... No, it is red. Because it's... It's black, red, yellow. Yeah. Shit, I was wrong. First for everything. Didn't have time to... Anyway, answer. Look, <laughs> I think we should talk about our predictions. I'm actually not going to go safe this week. I'm going to speak from the heart. It is our home race. So, Jacko's prediction this week is number one, Max Verstappen. Number two, Carlos Sainz. Number three, Daniel Ricciardo. Sorry, let me do that again. Number three, Big Dick Danny Rick. Number four, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. And number five. Sir Lewis Hamilton. No. <laughs> Jorge Russell. Andy, what are your predictions for this week? It's been it's actually been really difficult trying to figure this out. It really has. I mean the season is it is so hard to pick. So I Obviously I want to win the predictions championship and become the predictions world champion. Yeah, you're also winning our up. fantasy footy fucking league too. He just doesn't know how to play these sports like <laughs> I do. So I've gone really strategic. I don't even here. like sport. <laughs> Says the man who bought a Dragons jersey. Only true fans bore that crap. I sit on the hill. Anyway, I got the reigning world champion, Max Verstappen in first. Excellent. I have Charles Leclerc in second. Third was the hard one to pick, but I've gone Carlos again. Is that what I said? No. Oh, right. Um, four is Checo. And five, I've got Jorge as well. Jorge Russell. Jorge Russell. Mm. Riso. I'm going to do a little switch up at the top. And six, Brock Lesnar cashing in money. <laughs> you know he would if he could eat fucking eat that car. <laughs> Reese, please, for the love of Christ, help us okay. end this show. Charles Lacour first. Max Verstappen second. Yep. Science third. Pros fourth. And my man K Mag fifth. You're the only one who put K Mag in his top five. I'm feeling good about him. That's fair enough. I look, I because that's the thing, I my top five. It's so hard to pick. Out of the 20 drivers we have, I can convincingly say eight of them could be in the top five Easily. every weekend. It's whoever shows up and does, like, yeah. It's and also from the, the garage to the drivers, it's... This is the year of F1 that we have been waiting for for quite a while. It's a lot of fun. The cars are incredible. All the drivers are relatively likable bar one or two. No, just one this year. Two. Two. Who's the other one? Norris. <laughs> <laughs> I love you Norris Don't listen to Jack Don't worry bro He's listening for sure Oh dude If If any of the drivers Do hear this I want to say that I don't care I say what I say <laughs> I want to make it very clear I've said what I've said I can't even remember Half the stuff I've said But I've said it Jack just makes up stories As he goes along Netflix Call me baby 
boys, before before we wrap up, is there any anything else we want to predict for this weekend? Just rain. Weatherman Reese is coming out. Rain, so you're predicting rain. rain. Andy, what else are you predicting? Oh, it's it's going to be rain. And I rain, I'm predicting I guarantee you Brock Lesnar's coming to the main event. See, I was going to say my other final prediction is definitely a streaker down the main straight at one point. Definitely. Danny Rick's going to show why we call him Big Dick Danny Rick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we wrap up? We should probably wrap up finally. We should wrap up. I'll tell you what, this has definitely been a fun one to record. This has been our longest one yet. Alright, so I think that brings us to the end of our show this week. We don't really have a huge amount to ask anybody, but we are still just starting out. And if you've been listening to us for a while and you're over this, now you know what, I'm going to do that again. That was shocking. That was shocking. If they are over it, why do they keep listening? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you just turn it off? <laughs> Shut up, Andy! Support my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us this week. You can clearly tell we are very excited to have racing in our home country because this episode has been wild. If you have never listened to the end of our episode before, please do those bloopers, and there's probably going to be about four or five minutes of bloopers for this show. Oh, shit. We have had to cut a lot. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a like, a follow, or a review. It really helps get our name out there in the podcasting software and it means that more people can listen to some of the crazy stuff we say. You can also find us on pretty much every social media at Formula Bums. We would love for people to start reaching out to us. Let us know what your predictions are. Let us know what you think of what we've had to say. Tell us if you think we're funny or not. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Shut up, Andy. Trying to do the outro. Anyway, cunts, we'll see you next week. Woo! Bang my tooth on the microphone. These credits are going to be. What do we call it then? The turbo hybrid. Sick cunt error. (laughs) 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 That's going on the end. (laughs) Who? George Russell. Jorge Russell. You've never heard of Jorge Russell. Racist? That's a Spanish pronunciation. Reese is a racist. Cut that. No. We, we spoke him up at the at the start of the year, except we for really you, did, you cursed yeah. him. You motherfucker. More like shit teethy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to...